Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 59 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with my three co-hosts, Michael, Devin, and JD, who happen to be dressed up as... I I know what two of you are. JD, are you just like a teacher? Like, is this what you're dressing up as? This is what you're going to be when you actually become a teacher? Is that what that is? Uh, No, no, no. I was was just aiming for a detective, but man, you should have seen the guesses I got at school. People were like, they were like... Doctor Who, they were like Sherlock, they were like Constantine, Castiel from Supernatural. The guesses were all over the place. But not one of them was a teacher, was it? Oh, no, sir. <laughs> were any of them a detective? Um, I think one or two well, kids Sherlock got it right. Holmes the weirdest like guess had to have been, right? the weirdest kid had to have been the one that looked at me and just went, are you James Woods? Okay. I, I got nothing. This like, like anytime I kids, go to JD, I just kids. get like, I don't even know what's going on anymore, but you, you, you know what you're getting into. You know this. By I now. actually don't guys. I, I will tell you what we're getting into. We were getting into 113 days until launch of Anthem, getting into 106 days until you get your one week early access with origin access premiere or your 10 hour trial on the Xbox and PC. And only 92 days until the demo gets released. We are less than 100 days until people will actually be able to get their hands and play Anthem, which is kind of, you know, before when we were doing the podcast for so long, you just, it it was so far out there that it was never like anything that you could reach. But now with 92 days, that's very fast. That's soon. Um, We did get a really good look at the game these last couple of weeks. Um, Last week, we got a stream from Paris. They went all the way to Paris so that they could show us some Anthem. We got a stream today, and we got a huge info dump on the website that we're going to talk about. But before we jump into all that Anthem goodness, we have a giveaway to attend to. So first thing we did, we had a pumpkin carving contest. We wanted everyone to show us your pumpkin carving skills and give us an Anthem-themed pumpkin. And we got a winner from this. Devin, will you announce the winner of our very first pumpkin carving contest? Demented Mr. J. So, got with his grabbit there. It should die. Die, grab it, die. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations to Demented Mr. J for his grabbit pumpkin. Are you, like I'm kind of sick of the grabbits. Like this is really hard to like give it the win because I'm like, all right, I'm done with the grabbits. <laughs> like we don't need to talk about any more grabbits anymore. Like the best thing Ben or Mike did today on his on the live stream was shoot the grabbit, not talk about it, and move on. Because seriously, when we were at Paris and we were hunting grabbits, it seriously felt like Elmer Fudd was chasing, you know, grabbits and just a whole episode of Looney Tunes we was happening. We, out there. quiet. Yes, it was bad. So grabbits. Hopefully, this whole grabbit like craze will die down, and we can go on to figuring out. Because now, you know what the craze we should have? We should have like the frozen uh, dinosaur craze. That's what we should be talking about from here on out. Frozen dinosaurs. So, first thing, a couple things that we saw at Paris Games Week. Um, We learned a couple things. So, Tom and Lee, they're community managers. They did a little stream out there in Paris. They had two game changers with them um, playing the game. And there's a couple of new things that we learned. We learned that there's a Corvus agent named Tassin that's going to be giving us some missions. And I believe this was the very first mission that we'll encounter when we play Anthem. 
Um, and we need to go find Matthias Sumner, who is an arcanist. And apparently he's lost. He's really focused on the work that he's doing. So we need to go find him. And Tassin is the name of this arcanist, sends us out there to go do that. So we meet up on top of the the top of the wall that we've seen in back from 2017 until now, which uh, every time we see that thing, I think it keeps it gets better and better. First, we saw it, it was really populated with a lot of people. There was a lot of um, workers out on the top of the wall. There were a lot of, ah, shoot, what are they called? The people that are defending the thing that don't like the freelancers. Sentinels. Sentinels. There's a lot of Sentinels out there, but every time we've Sentinel. seen it since, there's been no one out there, Sentinels. which I think is kind of interesting. So we jump off there um, and we start our mission. So and the Paris game stream, the stream you can find on YouTube. I don't think they saved that to their to their Twitch page. They did save the stream from today to their Twitch page so that you can actually go back and you can find that Um, Paris. You can find on YouTube, but I think you can skip it. You can probably just go to the stream today. There's a lot more information in that stream. Um, a lot higher quality. Um, I think Mark had said that when they were doing the Paris game stream that there was an issue that the graphics got set on to low. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember if he said if it was set on medium or low, but they were not set on to their highest setting. So I would say you go ahead and skip that. Fabulous. Yeah. So a couple things that we did learn. We did see. I'm, I'm guessing that this first mission that they sent us was a um, kind of like a tutorial mission. They had really giant rings floating in the air telling you where to fly, um, which were very, I mean, if, if you thought the combo indicators were big and intrusive and took you out of the experience, I mean, these were like pilot wing style rings in the air, which for a tutorial, if they only come up once, that's fine. But if they're constantly there, it would get pretty annoying um, to me personally. I don't know what you guys feel about the giant rings indicating people where to go all the time. Do you guys have a preference? It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal for me. Well, that's because you I need guess, directions all the time anyway. So, well, Yeah, I mean, but of course, because I just go off on, on my own. Oh, where am I supposed to go? Over here. Okay. If only I had a giant ring in the air tell me where I needed to be. So it could come in very handy if you get lost all the time. But, but sir, like, I mean, they're, they're huge. They're big. Um, with the graphics that they were set on medium, I mean, that the effects that they were supposed to get off didn't look great at all. And that could be for, you know... A couple different reasons because it's you know they're still working on it and they're just kind of placeholder or because the graphics were set so low that it you know it messed with what they were actually supposed to look like um how they well and it was getting seen. streamed too so that also degraded it so there, there was a lot of things that happened there that they didn't make it um you know the best so and then we couldn't really see the interceptor in action um we were following we were following the the storm around so we got storm. to see a little bit more of the storm we got to see it in action i thought it was kind of interesting that the storm actually doesn't sprint on the ground it actually floats in sprints um i was i kind of was disappointed in that cuz i kind of like the run animations that we've seen of the other javelins it just kind of looks cool to watch them run and kind of the weight to them um right. maybe it's just something that that I will get used to playing the storm that, you know, you're just yeah. kind of floating around and it also doesn't add a lot of like that movement. Cause you're kind of in the same position as you're floating around. I don't know how you guys feel about floating versus running with, with the sprint on the, on the storm. I think it's kind of like Mike said in the stream today, Mike Gamble, uh, when he was on the ground and when he was on the ground, he was super vulnerable as a storm. And so he's like, the storm's not meant to touch the ground basically. to be on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think they they took that in everything that they did. 
And, uh, you know, so sprint is even if you're close to the ground, you're just hovering still and pushing away. So, yeah. And and I can understand that, that it, it needs to be up. I wonder I wonder if there's some lore reason. So I think I got something in my eyeball here. I can't see it in my eye. If it's like a lore reason that if it's touching the ground, if the storm is grounded, it loses all that power. So it has to be up in the air. I mean, maybe there's a lore reason to that because otherwise it's like, you know, watching the Interceptor, watching the Ranger, like, run, it's like, wow, this is a really cool animation. I can dig this because yeah. you can kind of pan around. It's kind of a cinematic feel. Maybe maybe it'll, I'll change my mind as I get more hands-on with the Storm. But as of right now, it's kind yeah. of an interesting decision. I'm not saying it's bad or it's going to, like, affect the, my desire to play the Storm, but it's just kind of, you know, it makes it really yeah. different. Well, I'm sure it also has something to do kind of what you're saying with the lore because whenever the shield goes down, the Storm can't fly. Right, so right. when and he, it just dropped when he right lost his ground. shield, and he just, you know, so um, I'm, there has to be some kind of lore in there about the the storm, and obviously since they got it from the Dominion, and and uh, there's got to be some story in there. I would think why so. it is that way, and and even if it's not, again, it's not like a game breaker. It's like, oh, I can never play the storm because it doesn't run. I mean, we saw it walking around, jumping around, no problem. It's just whenever it starts to sprint, you know, and you. And for the storm, like you said, it wants to be in the air anyway. So it doesn't yeah. want you sprinting around enemies. It wants you in the air, recharging your shields, so you can give that buff yeah. up. So being at the distance. Yeah. So a couple of things that we started. We started off with Mike and Ben, you know, giving us a little breakdown, saying that they've hit Alpha. Mike says Alpha is really dope, and that there's going to be a lot more streams to come in the future. I think they're planning on, if not next week, there'll be a following week where they're going to do a whole stream about customization and how to make your Javelin look really different. And when they asked Ben about that towards the end of the stream, they, he didn't really want to go into it um, because he wanted it, to give it the time he deserved. So I think there's a pretty big system involved that's going to take you know time to explain. It can't just be, oh, you change this and it swaps out. Sounds like there's going to be something you know, a little bit you know, more into that. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't know if they're going to start adding perks to cosmetic items. That would seem weird if they did saying that, you know, you're the way you look and the way you play power. And they keep saying power and personalization or customization is different. So yeah, I, yeah, they're separate from everything that they've told us is completely separate. So, and that's fine with me. Yeah. And I, I'm very interested to, to hear what that is. So First, we got Mike uh, Gamble. He is a lead producer on Anthem. We had him on the show, I think, around episode, what was that, probably 46. We had Ben on maybe around episode 51. So these two guys are getting together. Um, ben is in Irving. Mike is up in Edmonton. I always think it's weird that these guys have, you know, they're working on Ben is on in this. Irving? Huh? You mean Austin? Um, ben, yeah, ben Irving. Yeah, Irving is in Irving, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> Irving, Texas. Ben Irving so and Irving. There's someone. Oh, yeah, that would be that would get really confusing. So oh. Ben is piloting the interceptor and Mike is piloting the storm. And first off, like right when they load in, I mean, these are the most different looking javelins that we've seen to date with the most different <laughs> yeah. um, paint schemes. I think Ben called them vinyls. Um, yeah. Mike, Mike Gamble yeah. has a setup that's supposed to be um, designed after the P-51 Mustang. Which I thought mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. I don't know if this is like their art team or designing these, or if this is something almost like a livery in Forza Horizon that you can go in and actually customize yourself. Um, they haven't said anything like that, so I'm so I'm guessing that it's just their art team putting these things together. 
but I mean, having like a P fifty one Mustang, they've got like the the star and the bars on this thing everywhere. They have the shark teeth on the arms, which looks really cool. But you're like, you know, well, this isn't. This is straight from our world into your world. Is this something that anyone with yeah. the skills can get on and make anything they wanted? That'd Otherwise, be cool. And, and and that would be super cool. But I mean, they haven't they haven't really talked about that at all. But so, what do you guys think? Like, I know we've seen things like they've got the N seven suit in there. I mean, they can make cosmetics, and it can be purely cosmetic, and they can sell the cosmetics or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, for you guys, does that take you out of the world being able to see? You know, next next thing we're gonna have, we're gonna have you know sponsorships from soccer teams on these javelins. Is that gonna take you guys out of the game at all? When you see uh, Real Madrid sponsored mm-hmm. on the interceptor fighting next to you, I, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal since I mean. You're only going to be playing with three other people, you know, so it's not going to be a huge deal to me anyways. And I mean, it was interesting because Mike said AJ was the one who set him up with that character, you know, and so they mentioned that, you know, yes, it looks harder than it. I mean, it's only on the mid level of the first difficulty of the first three difficulty levels that you have before end game. And it was difficult because one, that's not set up to their play styles and two, that they didn't set up any of the gear or anything else. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think if you can customize everything yourself, I think that'd be pretty cool. So it adds a whole other layer of customization. Because then that's a uniquely yours Javelin mm-hmm. exosuit. I mean, even even if it's just something simple as putting chevrons and bars, maybe maybe a little bit of theming with a with a Mustang decals and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm totally for it. That I mean, that'd be cool. Because then, because then I won't look like everybody else in there. Um, it'll just be my stuff. So cool. And yeah. I like that you likened it to the Forza thing. Cause, cause that's a, I mean, my kids are on that all the time, painting cars and putting chevrons and banners and, um, even the products, I mean, it's on cars. So you expect cars names on cars, but right. you know, maybe, maybe you can get something from the world of Anthem specifically. I mean, maybe there's, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what's in there. Maybe you could get a Sentinel badge or something, or down with Sentinels or something. You know, something like that. Unlock through achievements. Okay. Something Unlock like that. Unlock through achievements. Pay for JD. Does this take you out at all? You're like Bioware. Bioware for life. You know, if there's a if there's a Klingon and a Romulan with my Krogan, you know, it makes you upset. Or doesn't. Or whatever. That's cool. <laughs> uh, not. Not not real not not in this case, you know. I just you know, I, I do think that if it is a type of system where we can, you know, create whatever patterns we want based off of certain shapes. Um, I think we've seen with other games, uh ranging from Forza to uh Call of Duty that usually when some people have that freedom, you do need to have a type of reporting system because some people do take advantage of that in an inappropriate way. But aside from that, what? I'm pretty much on the people same page as Mike. That never happens. Another good point of customization and i think one of the cool things something that adds on to it and i think one of the cool things you could do is you could share those and you could be featured as you know this is what this person made the storm look like you can download those options if you have those a bit if you have those items or hey you hear you know you fill out your customization options for five dollars i don't know you start talking about that and i mean if it's all purely customization i don't mind spending the money 
So then we've got Ben in the Interceptor, and he's got a completely different look. He's got a blue, red, not not red. He's got a blue, gray, and you know, color scheme going on with his that looks completely different. A bunch of different triangles on the chest piece of the Interceptor. All this stuff looks really good, really cool. I mean, this is the first real look that we've got at the Interceptor, like actually following it, seeing it in action, and like the Interceptor looks like an awesome javelin to be piloting. Ben set it up with a melee build. He's got two different gear slots that he said um, is for up close and personal combat. Um, he has an ability that makes it so if he can chain attacks together, he gets a little status buff that puts an AOE around him. And that's dependent on what he selected. So you can see him running around while you're watching the live stream that sometimes he'll just be a ball of electricity running around. And that's coming from <laughs> a, an ability that he has. And it would... I wish they would have gone more into the abilities that they did have equipped. Um, Mike talks about the wind wall that he can put up that creates kind of a barrier that enemies can't shoot through. That's part of one of those abilities. I, and I wish they would have gone into more details about those. But it sounds like we can actually go into detail more about them later because they are actually put up on the website. So very cool things. And then we again, just like the Paris... Um, the Paris stream we are on top of the fort again the same spot we were in in 2017 still no one around this time it's it's not at night so I don't know if this area is just not populated anymore if it populates after a certain amount of time in game we know that the fort changes as we make decisions so maybe this is a one of the sections of the fort that will change also or maybe it's a section that won't change because this is where you actually meet up with other players. And we know that our forts will be separate from each other. So maybe the fort that's, is just going to be vacant now from the outside. That's that's probably more like it. It's more like a uh, a common area where, you know, where everybody goes and it's got to stay the same and look the same. I guess because there is the opportunity that if decisions you make, if you kick the sentinels out or if the sentinels don't like you, they're not in the they're not guarding the wall. So that would, you know kind of make if you if you chose pro sentinel or if someone else chose no sentinels and that would be weird if there were sentinels out there in the game that you were playing so maybe it's just going to be a vacant area not sure but this you know when we jump off this time like it was amazing when we jumped off in 2017 for the first time and we dove all the way down in paris it was really hard to see because the graphics were lowered and that draw distance i think was changed so it's it's even hard to like recognize where you're that this is even the same spot in the paris um, stream but as you jump off um for, during the live stream that mike and ben did you can actually you can really get the sense how big the world is because they're you know they dive down super far you can really get the the weight of falling because you know you kind of go through this roller coaster effect as you're falling down passing these giant waterfalls that you can see um and it's 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 just really cool to watch them jump off the edge of the fort and, you know, we said that back in 2017, that this is, what, you know, one of the cool things that you can do. But just seeing it again, you know, very clear 1080p in the stream. It was pretty amazing. I thought it was pretty. I was geeking out about it. I don't know how you guys felt about them jumping off, but I was geeking out well, about the whole thing. You are a pilot, so you're kind of biased towards um, flying around that fly and flying things. It'll be a fun thing. Um, hopefully it doesn't get to the point where you're like, okay jump off again, you know, go here again. Cause starting points always seem like that when you're, when you're going out of a place, um, kids and I are playing Forza right now and we always start at the house, right? So you right. always start there, even though my objective is way up at the top of the map and I could get there faster if I, you know, buy another house, but I'm cheap. 
I don't buy anything. You are cheap. Stop being so cheap, man. So cheap with all those. Anyway, and so you start down at the bottom, so it's kind of a long haul to get there. And so hopefully it doesn't turn into that in Anthem that that you're always at the fort. Whenever I start free play, I always start at the same place, even though I know that I want to go somewhere else in the map. You know, maybe maybe that's time to utilize the strider and just live out of the strider. But I guess you can't do that all the time either, depending on what's in the fort. So hopefully it doesn't become a thing that is, okay, hey, where are you? Uh, I'm jumping in with you. Where are you? Oh, I have to, I'm leaving the fort. So I'll be there in three minutes, you know, so... Didn't- I thought they said at one point they had fast travel somewhere. Yeah, and, and fast travel is done the through map. the Strider also. So that, that'll facilitate. Yeah. If you need to get somewhere fast, I'm sure you load into the Strider and it'll take you over there. Or maybe you'll even have the option to start out in the Strider. But yeah, I mean, I can see that, you know, sometimes those things do kind of get redundant. But maybe mm-hmm. as the story changes, those kind of things will change. And we know they've been talking about, the you know, how dynamic the world will be. So maybe jumping off the fort for the 600th time. And now you're running into a world event. There's a Titan, you know, knocking at the door of the fort. So that changes it up also. So well, different well, opportunities I get, I for get that, that to happen. I get that. But but after 600 times of jumping off, we've probably seen all of the eventualities that could take place, right? Uh, maybe. It's very possible. I, I would assume so after so, 600 times. I mean. Yeah. I'm, so, but, but I get what you're saying. And, and I don't know if I've, if I've ever started a game 600 times because that's basically what we're saying. Um, but I probably have you actually now that you mention it. Yeah, so you that's probably what, have. Two, that's two years. That's two years of playing. Yes, equivalent to two years of playing. So anyway, I mean, it's just something to think about. Something that might just one of the nuances of the game that might exist. So, yeah. So first thing is as we're watching these guys fly around, they're kind of telling us what they're doing. They you know go, they find a grab it, they murder a grab it, and they move on. They don't spend too much time hunting them all down. And we end up in a world event very quickly. And my, my thinking was, you know, they've talked about world events and being able to do these things on the fly. I wonder if they were just, you know, watching them play and they had someone in the booth, you know, just being able to hit a button to activate a world cue event right then and there. Just because to it, cue it up and say, there you go, world event. Hey, look at that, guys. We found a world event. Well, I mean, they said they didn't plan it, right? And it obviously right. didn't work out well because they triggered two events at one time. Yeah. And that really jacked them up. My biggest concern, right, is they're playing free play. If you jump in with three other random people, so there's four of you on there, those guys are having a tough time with just the two of them to complete that world event. You know, and how are you supposed to do that by yourself? Well, and when two you're of in them free play with two different javelins. So yeah. imagine four people with the same javelin. Yeah, or I mean, you know, I mean that's the thing that concerns me about those world events and that's that stuff. Since we're supposed to be spending a lot of time you know, to get any kind of crafting materials and that kind of stuff. That's that's majority of that is all in free play, mm-hmm. right? And so, I mean, I can understand, okay, you can jump in with your buddies and do that kind of stuff and let's go cruise around and, and free play. But if you're just by yourself, that's going to be difficult, especially with the map being as big as it is. It's like, oh, I'm in a world event, but nobody else on the server, the other three people are going to come help me. So, yeah. especially for timed things and and stuff like that, it's, it's going to be impossible. I mean, maybe not impossible, but it's not going to be very enjoyable to try and do those by yourself. At least that's what it looks like to me. That one that they first did was seemed like it was two-part, so you had to take care of ads and collect. I think he called them wisps. He keeps calling them wisps and echoes. Yeah, well, I think that, they're, was, they're I think that was the two echoes. different events, though. But I think that was two different events. I think Mike was just using a nickname that he calls them wisps. Like they were, they were and, echoes on the screen. 
No, I think go back. Look at that first. Look at that first yeah. um, event that they did where he collected because they looked different the first time versus the second time. I thought. I thought. I only got to watch it once. So Well, the first really, time they were much no, Mike, larger. Mike is right on that one. Which Mike? <laughs> we're talking about gambling and then different objects. Yeah. So, the first uh, one was much bigger. Our, and they could our, shoot our, him and our Mike, uh, Mike Lamson. <laughs> Yeah, and and I think as we so as anyway, we talk sorry, about, Steve. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to derail you. Yes, I'm you trying did. To, I'm trying to lose that. That you'll uh, never lose it, Mike. But anyway, so it seemed very coordinated. You had to have at least two people in there: one to take care of ads, one to pick up the artifacts, the wisps, the the orbs, whatever they're going to be called, and then get them back to the chest. And one time he did time out, didn't he? Because he took yeah, the very first time started fighting. Yeah. Right. So you're right, Devin. Just speaking to your point, if you're not on with your buddies in a coordinated effort, some of those world events seems like you're not going to be able to get them done. Well, um, well, I think it's like also... doing a like doing a public event in Destiny by yourself. It it might be done, but it's going to kill yourself, man. Well, I think also they they talked about. I mean, they didn't know what level the game was on when they first started in, so they I think they were a little bit higher than they thought they were. Plus, they didn't have their own loadouts. The things that I guess you that's know, true too. Uh, you know, that they wanted for their personal playstyle, So that might have played a factor into it. I mean, you know, Mike was shooting that ball around a bunch and kept missing over and over again. Like, I mean, I'm sure <laughs> like with other weapons, he's probably straight on, but you know, he kept Super missing with that ball, you know? So I think that plays along into it also. I mean, the other streams that we've seen for sure, Paris, they're playing on like the lowest difficulty. Like you could walk up to those guys and like breathe on them and they would die. Right. <laughs> so this was a lot different. And I think it's better that they showed it on this, kind of difficulty because this is what a lot of people were saying before you know this game looks too easy people want a challenge like you know this looked like it was a challenge and you guys are right like trying to get you know collect the echoes within one minute while you're dealing with ads each time you add more echoes into the thing more ads come you know Mm -hmm. that that does look hard and i wonder how they are gonna handle that if if you go in solo does it scale for you or does it scale for the four people that are in that instance with you because it would be weird that if you have three people all the way on the other side of the planet that, you know, the game is saying there's four people in here. We need to make it, you know, these enemies we need, need to, to be. We need to scale it for that. Right. But only one person is in this area, Arden's Road or whatever they called it. And, and yeah, exactly. So, and so maybe, it's something that. And maybe there's just so many, you know, different types of events that, you know, I can do this one solo. I can't do this one solo. You know, maybe there's going to be that yeah. variety to where you know, yeah, I can't do this right now. Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, it would it would be a pretty big bummer if you're like, nope, I can't ever go into free play unless I have, you know, three other people with me. Which three, would be a weird design position. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be a weird decision. So I don't know if they'll do that. But, you know, knowing that there are the first basic hard mode uh, difficulties, you know, look that hard. Plus, there's more after that. You know, it that's something that i'm excited about because that means there's going to be some okay i've i've completed it on freelancer mode what do i got to get to get to that next level whatever that's going to be and then what do i right. got to get to push to the next level what do i got to get to push after that and to get your whole crew there so that's right. the thing that well, i'm pretty and excited then you got about. all the javelins right so maybe your your main javelin can be ready but the other three aren't ready to go push to that difficulty you know and then it goes into planning for Everything else is like, all right, this is where we're going to try and tackle on this difficulty. You know, are your javelins ready for that level? It's like, well, my main is, but I don't want to play that one. I want to play my interceptor or something else. And so it's like, 
that javelin's not ready for what we're going to go do, you know? So it definitely gives you a lot more to work towards, I would say. Yeah, I, w- I would say yeah, so. Sure. And with the amount of gear that they're going to be dropping, that's pretty exciting. So the the first of all, the, the first world event that we have, um, it's called Arcanist Secret. So there's this giant stone. It looked like a stone box. I couldn't tell if it was like a treasure chest. It didn't look like there had any hinges or anything, but it came out of the ground and you go up and you have to go, you have to attune it. So you have to collect some orbs, bring it back. And while that's happening in this instance, the scars appeared and the scars were appearing in drills and they were appearing in, um, I think in the Paris stream, they called them warp um, portal holes. So there's two different things that these guys are coming through and you have to destroy them there. So go ahead, Devin. Well, I think so. The ones that appeared on the so when they they went to the box right and then over past it, where that main boss with the shield spawn. I don't, so I'm confused about which one when they were talking about. Well, when Ben said, "Oh, we we spawned two different ones at the same time," you mm-hmm. know, or triggered two different ones at the same time. So I'm like, well, because the one that they were mainly trying to do was where they were collecting all those echoes or whatever for the box. Mike had to fly around, yeah, right. for the box. But the other one with the scar and stuff was whatever else that they triggered. Yeah, so I think so, the scars were separate from... Yeah, the scar was separate until they collected all the stuff and then they started spawning on the other side before he put that wind wall down yeah. to protect the area, which I thought was cool because you can shoot through that, but you can't be shot. So Yeah, which is nice because anytime you like put something, a barrier between you and the enemy, it's like, I really want to be able to shoot th- through this thing because <laughs> I don't want to get out of it and shoot it. You just want to be able to shoot through it. So it's a really cool ability. And like seeing it in action, like, you know, and these, it seems like Mike and Ben have practiced this um, quite a bit and, um, and just seeing like, Hey, you put it here. Okay. It makes sense to put it there and you can see, okay, that damage is mitigated big time. So they're able to recover because their shields don't big wall. It is a a very big wall and it's tall too. You, you would expect, you know, normal wall, just kind of small, but this one's actually tall. It can account for things that are flying through the air. Exactly. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. But but watching <laughs> you guys play, am I the derailer? You were you were saying you were saying that that they have they've had practice. They've they've played it before. They kind of know where to set up strategery and everything. And and, and the then nice, that's right. Yeah. And the nice off. thing about this, like listening to Mike and Ben like play, it it seemed very normal how anyone any any other person would be playing the game. Hey, I'm going left. Hey, go right. Put covering fire down here. My hey, get over here and help me do this. Get yeah. over here and revive me. Exactly. Hey, would you, you want to come me? and collect some stuff? <laughs> Can you help me would, out over here? Or are you going to play, play this game today? So, so was, I did. You know, it was interesting when they found that treasure box at the end, right? The the box, and he's like, "Oh, you need to come over here. I found a box." Whereas before, the, you know, in 2017, you didn't have to be right next to the box to get the stuff that came out of it. But this time, you know, Ben had to go over there. So when they opened it, I don't know if he wouldn't have gotten it if he wasn't there. Are you talking about right at the very end? Yeah, at the very end. So. Yeah, if it's a proximity thing or not, because he didn't actually have to open it. But I mean, it maybe he just got close enough to the things that he was able to get it. Because in this, it looks like there is some magnetism to the items. Just because, Mm -hmm. you know, your ability to fly around, maybe you're not going to be lined up 100%. A lot of the time when Ben was collecting the wisps, they were either underneath him or right above him just because there was different elevations that they were at, but they kind of just magnetized themselves to him. So that's magnetized, kinda, huh? Magnetized themselves. Magnetized. Like anytime I drink this like lemonade, it makes my tongue go kind of <laughs> funny. Maybe I should just stop. Drinking so, it. so just a tangent, but kind of related to the chess. Did you guys happen to see um, if the, if the loot was identified on screen? Uh, the only one that I saw identified were, was when it said weapon parts. 
I'd have to look back through and go through it slower to now, see. Because I didn't see, I didn't did see it identify that anything. That it that it now it does or now that it doesn't. Changed, though between the 2017 demo. Yeah, well, at least for that, like, the way how I, I remember that saying stuff. Yeah, yeah, for things like uh, Jar's Wrath, like the way how that appeared in the demo, um, that it does not appear like that now. Yeah, and I believe it actually. Like, I think you have to like take it back to the Ford or the or the Strider in order to like identify it or something like that. I forget that they use a certain term like decrypt or something. Yeah, you got to decrypt it. That's or decipher, Sorry. but it, it's something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're gonna get, so we're gonna get like, like. I mean, it, it still says above, like on the right hand side on the UI, like what it was or whatever. Like, it doesn't tell you exactly what it was, but it tells you what type of engram or whatever that you picked up. Yeah. So there were. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch that part. Well, that's cool. I'm, I'm actually glad that they're going to be chests in the game. I didn't because I think we talked about that before that we didn't know how loot was going to be in the world, and we were kind of we knew that there were going to be loot drops like after missions and stuff, but. I don't think we knew about like just chests in the world, so that's going to be cool. And they yes. also talked about um, materials and weapon parts and stuff. So yeah, so you got those. And, and then they a also couple other items that were <laughs> you so hard right now. There's a couple <laughs> other items that were actually identified when you picked them up. Um, there was something called the Uncommon Ember. Those came this out of those blue pods, speaking. Um, out of the thing. And then there was a Chimeric Compound. So I'm guessing these are all the the items that we have to collect to make the consumables. Because and I, the beryllium shards. I, I think so because that's the only thing that we really haven't like been told about are the consumables. I mean, weapon yeah. weapon parts and armor parts make sense that those are going to go into your weapons and your armor, obviously. The only other thing that we haven't accounted for are the consumables or else why would we be collecting these things? Maybe because I can't... Or a currency, right? Like a currency, but I mean, mm-hmm. like when you say chimeric compound, it's like, okay, that's probably going to go into something that, you know, it's going to be consumable, whether it's a grenade... I just don't know of anything else that the that those items would go into, uh, you know, as a progression. Like we're not making potions. It doesn't look like we're going to have any way to heal us other than picking up the health globes that enemies drop, or just what did he call them? Around. Goblets? Health globes. I mean, that, that's Was what it globes. That's what they're called in Diablo. So, well, I, well, he called them. Um, I think Ben today called them goblets. He said goblets in, in, his, in his awesome accent. He's like, I think I'm picking up a goblet. Or something eh, like that. I think he said globes, but I mean, it's the same thing. So those are the things that the enemies are going to be dropping. And they said that's because they want you to be pushing goblets. forward. Eh, you guys are wrong. You've only listened to it heard- once. I've listened to it like nine times. So, um, not nine times. That's a lot. <laughs> Steve's a salty captain. He'd be like, you sit down. You like, get off my ship. I will turn this plane around right now. I really, I will too. So Ben talks a lot about the interceptor also doing um, combos. He says you can do like a dash plus a lightning kick as a combo. And then you get that AOE that follows the interceptor around after you do that. So and we hadn't heard about any type of, you know, other than doing like damage, certain damage types and creating a combo. But being able to do a combo like that also, like I, I didn't even know that that was something that you could do in the game. But it sounds like you can do a lightning kick, which sounds pretty fun until you go. He up did against, say lightning kick. That sounded cool. Yeah. Until you go up against a couple of the new enemies that we hurt we learned about today so today's the first time we've seen the dominion i don't know well i guess i don't know if it's the first time we've seen the dominion i think that other creature that the interceptor attacked in the um my world your story trailer that we saw i think that was probably a dominion person because they kind of look grayish and so we saw the dominion frost towns we saw the dominion shock troopers the dominion frost valkyries which were which were cool they were like the dominion storms they had a black glowing shield around them looked pretty cool 
Um, and they were destroying. And they ate them anyway. up. Yeah. They killed them, man. And then we had the Dominion right. Frostbrute, and it looks like I don't know if like the Frostbrute is this j- big, giant, hulking. It's the Dominion Heavy, I'm assuming. But looking at the quick screens that you can actually see, I mean, it's pr- it's pretty blurry. It's 1080p. Um, you know, you don't get to capture that thing, you know, frame by frame. But it's this <laughs> giant hulking creature with claws, and it looks like it's got like what two giant cannons on its back. JD reminded yeah. you of, you know, some creature from Gears of War. Or something. Yeah, the uh, siege beast. Yeah, and it just it just looked cool, but everything. I don't know if those those character models are all the way done because they were just kind of flat gray. Maybe they are flat gray because they're frost um, brutes, and they're just kind of cold, so their skin's all dead. But it will be interesting to see a lot of these other enemy types because I imagine if there's a Dominion Frost Valkyrie, there's probably a Dominion Lightning Valkyrie. Lightning and that fire. we're going to be fighting fire. Fire and, Valkyrie. And that makes it so, you know, it's going to matter what kind of weapons that we take. So mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. So we got to see a bunch and of And where them. to land your ultimate. Because then you have to start training your ultimate to be like, okay, I want I want the lightning here. I want the frost here. I want the fire here. Well, as long as you're playing as a storm, is everybody else just, you know. Well, that's what I mean. And that's what we saw today, Devin. So that's what I'm going to reference, obviously. Because I don't Yay. know what the Colossus ultimate is. And I don't know what the Ranger's ultimate is. What, what do you mean that, you that don't know Dana what those are? They've shown them your off head already. a little bit too tight, man. <laughs> so, Mike, why it's don't you true. tell us about the uh, storm ultimate and what it does? I forget. <laughs> Devin, why don't you tell us about the Storm Ultimate? <laughs> so, so the Storm Ultimate, the Storm Ultimate is Storm um, Ultimate uh, is um. Hang on, I got I got a little ghost. The Storm Ultimate. The Storm Ultimate is a four is a four piece four stage ultimate. So the first thing you get is a frost AOE or a lightning AOE that you can position, <laughs> and then the second thing you have is a fire. Was it fire AOE? That's one. Anyway, so so all three of the elemental AOEs. So there's a frost, a lightning, and a fire, and you can place those anywhere. But it did look like there was a timer involved. So if you're too slow, it looked like your whole ultimate would go away. So you place those three, and they drop. And then when you've got them all confirmed, then you push your trigger again, and then it drops meteors. And I do want to say that I really liked the tagline on the ultimate. Yeah, where it said where it said. hold trigger to drop meteors and some other stuff. <laughs> they did say that that was just the build and it was, it's not going to be in game, but I think it should shame. Be it should be. <laughs> it should be. It really should stick it's, around. I mean, it's funny. It should. Cause it's funny. Cause you're like, I'm dropping a meteor and some other stuff. So dropping a know. meter or something. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. And that looked like a cool ultimate when used, when he used it on the stairs, it was very effective, but it, but I guess either I was I wasn't watching closely enough because it looked like when he was in battle trying to drop it, almost the things didn't land almost exactly where it was, or I couldn't tell where the enemies were and I couldn't see everything clearly. But when he dropped it on the stairs, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, it was hard to see exactly what happened on the stairs, but it, it was so effective it knocked one of those wolves like into a spot where it could not escape from. And um, but I mean I I think well I hope that if you run out of time, it at least drops. The um, AOEs that you've actually just selected. everything. Well, not anything because if you don't if you don't get off the three shots on the siege cannon, the uh, the ultimate for the Colossus, then you only get two shots. If you only shoot one on that mm. Colossus, then you only get one shot. So I'm guessing that you know each time you select an AOE for the storm, that'll lock that one in. Um, but if you don't, maybe it just goes away altogether. Which is, I mean. Which I guess you got to use it um, right. and be prepared to use it. It'd be kind of weird if you would only, yeah. So maybe it just disappears, or 
I don't know. I, I don't know how. Maybe it drops what that. you have done. Maybe maybe if the only thing you get off is the lightning. So maybe you set your lightning and then you end up having to be repaired. So you go down. Maybe at least the lightning will drop, you know, if you if you run out of time. Yeah, maybe it's possible. And we did see that yeah. with the repairs. We speculated before when uh, Mike Gamble sent out the picture of the Interceptor reviving both of the Rangers. We were kind of speculating, you know, I wonder what kind of animation there's going to be. If you're just going to walk up to them, you're going to hold X or whatever, and they're going to come back. But we did see that there's a umbilical cord like animation that whoever's reviving one of the other javelins shoots out and it fills up that timer while you've got this little cord. So I don't know if you're just like transferring um, the anthem of creation that's you're using to power your suit into the other suit. So it gives it kind of like a jump start if you're like clear and you know, zap clear back into maybe into that's what it is. It's, it's just cables. It's just jumper cables that you're attaching to, <laughs> to the battery and you're like, I'm repairing him, which is okay. I mean, that's not, that's not a bad idea. So yeah. I mean, we saw, we saw a lot of cool stuff. We had, um, pick up, we're picking up a lot of crafting materials. We saw a whole new, um, a lot of new fauna. We saw dinosaurs that were running around. We saw the tassilar up front, um, which is, it's a lot bigger than I thought it was when we first flew over it during EA play. Like the tassilar didn't look very big, but which one was that? The tassilar had like the f- six glowy blue with things the, coming off of thing. it. The, yeah. The, light, the lightning animal thing that gave me a, a, uh, Oh, when I, when I first saw him, I thought of a movie. What movie was it? You Keep thought going. of Tremors. So these Avatar? I mean, no, it wasn't Tremors. It's pretty it might big. have been it might have been Edge of Tomorrow, like the mimics. Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's what it was. They gave me that because they had like stuff coming off of them and they were shooting their like little lightning or whatever. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and these things were actually shooting lightning at us, which is pretty cool, pretty interesting. Um but they're big. Like anytime mm-hmm. like you see these animals, you're like, Oh, they're not that big, but then you actually fly up close to them, you're like, Oh, like yeah, they're they're right. Anything in this world will probably try to eat you. Because you're a lot smaller than them, so it's pretty right. interesting. It was interesting to see the um, new little dinosaur things. They were, looked like they were bugged out and frozen. So Mike just shot him. He's like, "Oh, you're not doing your job. You don't. I'm just going <laughs> to shoot you right here." So he had to shoot him, get rid of him. So interesting, it's interesting to see those guys. And we saw the new big creature called the Anrasar, and this looked like a big giant crab. Yeah, so I was like, is that a crab? I, I couldn't figure out what it is. Um, you know, Mike was shooting at it from a distance before they got up. Mike was to it. trolling us the whole time. He would be like teasing us. Oh, I'm going to go to this. Nope, just kidding. I'm going to show you this thing, but I'm not actually going to click but on I'm it. I'm not actually going to do it. Yeah, so there, <laughs> there's like, so many more that? enemies oh, that no. we haven't even encountered yet. And it's just like, mm-hmm. just in this one little playthrough, there, we saw a bunch of them. First time we saw the Dominion, first, saw we, first time we saw this giant crab thing. And it makes you wonder okay, what else is there? You know, hopefully. and it didn't seem like it didn't seem like we were too far from the fort. Um, we did, we did flew for a while. Okay. So one of the places that we flew to, which I thought was pretty cool. So what was the name of this place? It was called the Palace of. I wrote it down somewhere. Now I can't find it. Dunbar no. or something or Palace of Dunbar. <laughs> I don't think it's the Palace of Dunbar. See if I would like to get my notes down better, like that would probably uh that would probably be better. So there's a lot of cool places that we saw. We saw the the mentors trail. I'm guessing this is gonna be yeah, one sanctuary of the places of that we go. Dunar, Dunar. Oh yeah. So the Sanctuary of Dunar. So the Sanctuary of Dunar, this is actually one of the places that we've seen in concept art um from way back when. It's that palace, like the old rundown looking ruins. It's got the gold things on top of a lot of the pillars. So we've actually seen this place. I'm I'm 
I'm 99% sure we've seen this in concept art. And this place looked awesome. It looked like you Steven could probably dreams spend... of it. I do dream of it. I dream of the of the sanctuary of Dunar because that makes me wonder, okay, if it was a sanctuary, what was it a sanctuary from? Who lived here? You know, what cool items are we going to find in the bottom of this thing? Because we didn't really go into the sanctuary. We were on top of it, and that was big enough, but there's got to be more things inside there. So I'm excited to see what uh, what is all going on in there. But, man, I feel like I've talked, like, way too much. Anything else that you guys saw from the live stream? I mean, this is something that we're going to keep really, going back you to. You really have talked a lot. I have. There's a there's a lot to go over in that live stream and a lot to talk about. There's no way we can cover it all in one night. and We have to do a big breakdown anyways of it. Is that a well. challenge, Devin? So they did talk uh, about, I mean, and then the guys actually answered a few questions that, that people came up with. And didn't someone ask if you could customize your javelin? They did ask that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. They also uh, asked some... um, when the demo is released <laughs> and if it's released on yeah. PlayStation 4. So coming out of PlayStation. So with the, with the customization stuff, I know we talked about it a little bit, and he, it was really kind of exciting that he said, we're going to have to do a whole nother stream talking about all this stuff that's related to this. So I think there's going to be tons of stuff that we get to do there. And and that's exciting. I mean, there's there's the gear slots that he talked about and then the ability slots that you have you know, that are linked to the bumpers. You've got five on one, four on the other, and then three for both. And so that's going to be fun creating build outs. So between the four javelins and all the different things that you can build, I think there's going to be quite a few different play styles available in Anthem. And that's going to be really fun. So then you don't have to lock in to a set play style and you can definitely tweak and definitely make it. One thing that I didn't, and I don't know if you guys saw or not, but um, we saw the lightning ball for lack of a better term, grenade that the storm was throwing. Did did Ben say anything about the uh, the uh, interceptor doing some type of grenade esque? So we saw ability. The, we saw the frost grenade. No, no, I was thinking of something different. So in a different video that was released today by Eric's, he had all the interceptor abilities, and one of them was like some kind of bomb or something. Okay. Um, and it's like a grenade, but they they haven't. There's no footage of it. But okay. it's listed off, and it should be on the website. Well, but the but don't abilities. we have we? There was footage from 2017, right? Um, but not in the like trailer. interceptor. Okay, but there was a grenade, like an actual throw a thing. Yeah, yeah, it. but that one's grenade. not the one though. That that one's we've already been told that well, that, that was just placeholder, just to have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Something Gr- that didn't have an actual grenade. Grenades come from the ranger, and we can and we can talk about that. But like, um, before we stop talking about the the live stream, like the live stream to me, like this is exactly what the team needed to put out for Anthem right now. Yep. There's so much misinformation and a lot of things that are scattered around that people have no idea or where to find the answers to. Having a Twitch stream of these two guys playing the game, talking about the game in a very casual setting while they're playing it, you know, not stopping in the middle of it to talk about something else or answer other questions. I mean, this was a very focused, very casual, if that makes any sense, like having those two combined. Like this was the perfect stream that they needed right now. I mean the game. But but go ahead. But Ben and Mike, I noticed you were two people short, and I know that there's at least four guys around here who would not mind helping you out. Who like can keep their (laughs) mouth shut and follow orders, no spoilers. Like like we're really good that way. We're trustworthy. One of us is a pilot, and I've a one of us is a knight that took solemn vows, and then there's a hippie. (laughs) So you can't trust him. A hippie. I, I I don't think you can trust him. He might not be. See? I'm not a hippie. I'm a <laughs> you, can, right. you can always you trust, can trust uh, 
You could trust a detective at least, right? I don't know. I don't know, JD. Have you watched Making a Murderer? Anyway, so, you know, having... This this stream was exactly what we needed right now. And having more of these streams to get out this information in one spot. I mean, Twitch is pretty well known. People know that they can go to Twitch and they can find this stuff. It's easy to link to. It was very clear. The things that they talked about were deliberate. There wasn't just, you know, messing around for messing around sake. It was very focused and just a great run through of what we can expect in free play. And that's, and that's what we needed. Like, Going from the Paris stream to this stream was night and day on what this game actually is. Like having going before that, I was kind of like, uh, you know, this this wasn't a great showing, but this was pretty awesome, and I'm glad that they did this, and I'm glad that they're going to do more of it. I think they should really record these and put them up on YouTube, so we don't have to worry about going. I mean, it's fine to go back and watch it on Twitch, but I would love it if they had you know direct feed straight to YouTube, you know. Uh, Maybe even in 4K. You know, I would I would love that stuff, but if it was in 4K, Devin, that would be amazing. On PC, it should be in 4K, right? So, I agree. All right, then we got some new information, guys. I think this is one of the things that we've been asking for for like forever. What do these javelins actually do? So we're gonna go ahead and break this up, Mike. You're gonna go ahead and do the ranger. Well, if we can get Mike back here in a second. Or maybe we'll just wait for him to come in. You're, all, you're breaking up, Stephen. You're like, so I am. I am actually. Um, you guys are breaking up for me. So once it all catches up, I will keep going here, and I will read through <laughs> all of this. Maybe it's Discord. <laughs> it, it could very well be Discord um, coming in and out. It it happens a bunch. So I'm going to go ahead and read the Rangers, and once you the Ranger information. I'm back. Okay, Mike's I back. Think I, I think I'm good now. So I'm going to read the Ranger information because you're like the so, you're a resident Ranger guy. So go ahead and be I am the resident Ranger. New stuff. And so all this all this is new that comes from the website, right? That's where we got all this. This is all brand new as yeah. of today. All brand new as of today. The Ranger Javelin melee abilities. There's a shock mace. When the ranger javelin chooses to mix it up at close r- at close range, it deploys an electrified mace to send a med- I don't know med- medically 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 oh hey look <laughs> that's a fun word yeah to send a medically inadvisable that's kind of funny a medically inadvisable of voltage through its enemies but we all know that it's the amps that kill not the volts that's right. <laughs> Ranger Javelin Grenade Gear. We talked about this. Quick to deploy. Grenades lay down a damage for effect. Crowd control at a moment's notice. Modified grenades can be found out in the field and can be equipped to create different effects, including frost and seek grenades. That's cool. A lot of trapping I noticed in the in the uh, stream today where where an effect would freeze an enemy so that your buddy can come in and take care of him at the end. So... So that definitely that definitely fits the the modus. Um, frag grenade, which deals impressive damage in a large area effect. An inferno grenade, which ignites an area de- dealing damage and setting enemies ablaze. There's a frost grenade that damages and freezes enemies in place. Seeker grenade splits into smaller submunitions, which seek out the nearest enemy. Seeker, that's cool. A sticky bomb, which attaches to a single target. For a contained high damage blast. I wonder if there's an AoE around when that enemy explodes. That could be kind of cool. Yeah, I would think there was there'd be an AoE around all of these being grenades. Maybe right? some of them are larger than others. I'm I'm sure the um the frag grenade is probably a lot 
larger than the than the sticky bomb, but most likely. Um, the Ranger Javelin Assault Launcher Gear. The Ranger's wrist. The you got Ranger's a wrist, wrist wrist rocket. The Ranger's wrist launcher allows for a variety of modules to be loaded on for an extra burst of firepower. Provides a more flexible combat approach that can take down threats quickly. A homing missile fires a projectile that seeks out a target. Oh, it's like a red. It's like a red turtle shell. Fires a projectile, seeks out a target for a small area of effect explosion. An energy pulse unleashes a blast of pure energy, hitting a single target incredible force. And I think this is the energy pulse that we've seen before um, from the EA play trailer when he attacked the spiders with that blue energy. I'm guessing that's, oh, so I, I'm guessing that's what we saw. Yeah, you're probably right. So I, so I get how this is set up now. So all of the grenades probably bind to like left bumper. There you go. Right. And then so all of these are going to bind to like right or however you map your controller. So you have the choice of all those grenades we read before. And then and then your other ability will be your wrist launcher, which includes a homing missile, an energy pulse, a spark, venom darts. I don't think we're talking about that venom, though, right? Where it's not like a acid damage. No, you're not talking about super, you know, super villain. Okay. Super Anti- villain venom. Anti hero venom. No. Anti hero venom. No, we're not talking about <laughs> anti hero venom. Anti hero venom. Um, a blast missile or. Okay, so then blast missile, venom darts, spark beam, energy pulse, homing missiles. And most of those do what you would expect. Homing missile seeks out, energy pulse is what we've seen. The spark beam fires a sustained beam of energy for continuous damage. Um, see, I want to see, pers- see that spark beam in action. That's like Iron Man two action, right that there. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's um. Oh, what was the what was the Destiny gun? The um, uh, uh, Cold Heart Lusk. The cold, one that does it. So yeah, spark beam. Um. So here's the support gear. This is this is going to be your your left right bumper combined. So the tagline is a skillful field general. The ranger is capable of creating special fields that allow its allies to gain a tactical advantage. Bulwark Point deploys a spherical field which deflects incoming enemy projectiles. That's cool. Muster Point creates a field which increases weapon damage for teammates who enter its radius. Note, in a previous article, this, this ability has been listed as reducing gear cooldown. The ability has been changed. Because it was There's too only- overpowered. Too OP. The ranger is too OP. That out. So it looks like there's only two two options there. So just the bulwark point and the muster point. And then here's ultimate ability ability. The one that we are all waiting for. Multi-target missile battery. Lancers can deploy a special ultimate ability that displays the true strength of their javelin exosuit. Dealing precise damage across a wide swath of the battlefield. The Ranger's multi-target missile battery allows it to target many fast-moving enemies with guided projectiles. Oh, oh, oh. Well done, Mike. You did a great job. That wasn't that Santa Claus at the end. That, that was... was uh, I was guessing it was Tim that was Allen. A, that was a throwback to Tim Taylor. Oh. So anything stick out to you guys on this Ranger thing that we haven't heard of before? I mean, these are we knew they had grenades. I didn't realize that they were going to do this many grenades. I just That's assumed... actually a lot of options for grenades. Five options is a lot. And I'm guessing there will be different um, types of secret, secret grenades. It's not just not going to be a single secret grenade. There will be multiple variations on a grenade. So, I mean, a lot what of do these you mean? things sound really... Well, I'm guessing there's, you know, we've got... They the don't different say anything, elements. Yeah, they don't say anything about lighting grenade. in there. 
Oh, you think they'll be elemental? Nah, not with the ranger. I bet the ranger doesn't deal too much. It has with the a element. frost grenade. Well, and an inferno grenade. Because so. okay, so then maybe the secret, maybe the frag grenade is maybe sticky. Maybe. Yeah, so I'm guessing there's going to be a large swath of that. I mean, even with like the spark Doodoo. beam, you know, you can probably have a fart, a frost, a fart, spark a fart. Don't call it a fart. <laughs> <laughs> a guys, hold on, my fart is going out. I see. What, what did what did what did um what did Mike say in the stream today? Shut up, Owen. <laughs> yeah. He did say that. Shut up, Owen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's funny. So this is cool. I'm going to speak to the ranger for a second. I don't care if you move on. So like um, the, so the Hermione ranger, ranger? Is that what you said? It did. Because it, it, it seems like it's going to fit the way that I feel like I'm going to play very well. I've got grenades, um, some some kind of um, medium range attacks, missiles and the energy poles and stuff. And then being able to like kind of be in the center of everything, deploying you know the shield as the bulwark point or the muster point where everybody kind of rallies together. Okay, let's get our boost real quick. Everybody ready to pop supers and ultras and, and now let's go. And so that that's just really cool. And I'm I'm kind of geeking out on the range right now because I think they got it right. They took all my advice. I wrote them letters. <laughs> I'm glad they did. I'm glad they got your letters. JD, do you have internet capabilities to read things without breaking up? <laughs> well, we'll see how far we get. Uh all right, I guess I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll continue then. <laughs> now, let him read. Is he All right, there? JD. I can, thought he cut out. Can, 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 can you actually hear me, though? Yes, yes. yes. we can hear you. Well, trust me, okay. Devin will stop you if it gets really bad, and we'll pick up the slack. So you go ahead. and JD is our resident Colossus person. So. <laughs> he is. Uh, so for the uh, Colossus melee ability, you have the heavy. So we've seen that a few times at EA Play, uh, and in some of the. But it just uses massive chassis as a weapon, both in a diving smash attack from the air and a hammering melee attack. It's not only clears out smaller enemies instantly, but has a chance to knock down foes and lead them open to follow up attacks. So I could see this being like a really cool thing for like an interceptor to like follow up with like a Colossus interceptor one two punch, but. Maybe that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah. The, and just as like quick advice to everyone out there, don't tell your significant other that they have a massive chassis. So <laughs> go ahead, JD. Or do. <laughs> um, so we have ordnance launcher gear utilizing the incredible stress. These shoulder-mounted weapons are capable of dishing out punishment to enemies near or far, your choice. And for that, we have the high explosive mortar, which we've seen a few times. It launches an explosive projectile that deals heavy area of effect damage. We have the burst mortar, which fires a volley of small mortars that spread out to pummel a wider area of effect, which that sounds pretty promising. We have the firewall mortar, which uh, fires a specialized mortar round that ignites a wall of flame, heavily damaging enemies that try to move through it. So kind of something similar to like the wind wall ability that we'll be talking about later, but fire. Uh... Lightning Coil strikes a single random target with an arc of electricity in front of the Colossus, prioritizing targets with static, well, status effect. Uh, coil, which emits waves of electricity out from the Colossus, damaging all nearby enemies. And then we have the, co- well, the Colossus Javelin Heavy Assault Launcher Gear. Uh, the Colossus allows for the fitting of a number of wrist-mounted weapons that can complement destructive options. 
Uh, we have the heavy cannon, which fires a large rocket in a targeted direction, which sounds awesome. Uh, flamethrower, we've seen the EA play, but it unleashes a continuous stream of fire to ignite enemies. Flat cannon barrages nearby enemies with a short range of arc uh, projectiles. Railgun, which EA play a couple times, uh, devastates a single target with a forceful and pre- precise kinetic round. Acid spitter expels a acid projectile to damage enemies. And then we have the Colossus support gear. As a preeminent battle tank, the Colossus is capable of supporting its allies by decreasing incoming damage or diverting enemy fire toward itself. We have the Taunt, which forces all enemies within a certain radius to divert their attacks to the Colossus, which is... Very nice. Yeah. Tanking. Aggro control and... uh, Ad control, I should say, and deflecting aggro. And then we have Deflector Pulse, which gives all nearby allies a damage resistance buff, which that sounds pretty promising to me. I don't think you can have both at once. So it's basically a choice of either to take all the fire or giving everybody more defense. But... That, I mean, that sounds like it's going to mess with my play style pretty well. I think I'm probably going to go with uh, a heavy cannon because I'm always a fan of firing rockets. And uh, shot coil could definitely be good for like a Colossus like melee build because um, you're just basically like anybody's even nearby you is getting shocked and you just finish them with a heavy smash. So it sounds pretty promising. Yeah, like having a ton on the Colossus because there's not another. Um, ability mentioned on any any of the other javelins that has to do with um, aggro control so that's pretty powerful um hopefully hopefully it doesn't turn into something where it's like well you know if you're a colossus you have to take taunt and you can never take you know deflector pulse because deflector pulse sounds nice i mean i guess if you have two colossuses you just really need one maybe that'll that'll need taunt i just hope that there's you know enough variety that it's not just uh, you have to take this because it's so much better than the other options that, you know, taking deflector pulse would be silly instead of taking taunt. Because, you know, any anytime you have like if you're the only person that has aggro control, that's that's pretty important. So unless you gain aggro just by shooting things. But if you're if you're the one trying to bring that aggro in, that's a pretty powerful ability. So any other any other thoughts on the uh the old Colossus here? The big Sounds old... great. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I didn't, I never thought that it would have like an acid spitter, you know, type ability on the Colossus. So, it'll be interesting to see what those actually look like. Not to mention the lightning coil and the shot coils. If you can just have, instead of having a mortar, you just have this area of effect around you at all times that damages things. I mean, you'd be the person that clears out all the spiders that we see when they were fighting the swarm tyrant. You know, that could be a pretty big pretty cool little effect that you got on these things and i wasn't expecting anything like that i was always expecting slow heavy targets you know big giant guns just to shoot things but having something like a little storm following you around that sounds pretty cool all right nothing else you guys are good on the colossus we're gonna move on to the storm i'll just go through this real fast because we saw a lot of cool storm stuff any of these abilities they also have videos that show off some of the abilities on the website. So go to the website. They've got some really cool gifts. They show the Colossus using its siege cannon against two different Earth Sixes. I think they that are actually fighting each other. So I don't know how that situa- situation came about. So you know, pretty cool stuff. Go to the website. They've got some really cool stuff. Maybe Devin will even pipe those into this um, while we're talking over these. So the storm. 
So every javelin has an innate melee ability, which it can use, blah, blah, blah. The storm is the fiery strike. The storm uses the seals on its arm to deliver an explosive flash that deals damage and knocks back enemies that have gotten too close, giving the storm time to reposition at a safe distance. And we read these last time because these, like the melees were actually updated, but nothing else was updated, which is kind of weird. I wonder why they didn't just wait until this week to update the whole thing. Kind of weird choice. But the uh, Storm Javelin has Kinesis gear abilities. That's hard to say. The seals which are built into the Storm can use various gear to tap into the Anthem to release raw elemental energy in the form of Kinesis abilities. Gear is picked up as loot during missions and can be equipped or swapped out between missions. Um, Lancers can equip... Can equip... Can equip Equip. three Kinesis... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, laugh it up. Lancers can equip three Kinesis gear abilities total, one from each of the sections here. So the Storm Javelin Blast Seals. Lightning Strike, a targeted strike that deals lightning damage in an area. We've seen that. I, I don't know if this was working all the time because it would seem like um, Mike would actually hit enemies, but their health wouldn't go down when they were doing the lightning strike. So I don't know if there was like a bug going on. Like he tried to blast the Tassilars and none of them took any damage when he hit them. Um, so I don't know if something weird was going on during the stream with that. So then there's Ice Storm, creates a field device that deals damage, rapidly building to a final explosion of frost. Um, flame Burst, a quick explosion that deals fire damage at a target location. Rhyme Blast, fires out a sick beats that rhyme and annoy your enemy. No, that's not what it is. So Rhyme Blast, fires out a flurry of ice projectiles that deal damage and freeze close range targets. Then Living Flame, a burst of flame energy that seeks out and ignites targets. Um, then the storm javelin has focus seal. So that's, it's, you know, the, the blast seals were a different ability. The focus seals are a separate ability. Hoarfrost shards, rapid fire shards of ice that slowly freeze a target in place. And I think that's what we were actually seeing when we were shooting, um, shards out of our arm. I think those were the hoarfrost shards because there's multiples of them. Yeah. So then they've got a fireball, a versatile fire ability um, that can be fired quickly in small shots or charged for a large, larger projectile that explodes. And then ball of lightning. Ball of lightning Mike um, was using during today's stream, the horror frost shards that we're using during um, the Paris gameplay stream. Um, so ball lightning is a discharge of electrical energy that can be bounced off walls to reach targets behind cover. So I think ball lightning would be a really good ability if you're going close quarters, if you're in a hallway. Or if you're in tight spaces, then you have more opportunities for that to ricochet around. If you're just kind of open space, you maybe get one ricochet and then it's gone, right? So I want to take that when you're probably in catacombs. Then it's got Glacial Beam, fires a beam of powerful ice energy in a targeted location. That sounds kind of like the ability that the ranger has that can fire just a sustained beam. So we got Glacial Beam, then we have Arc Burst, unleashes a blast of lightning that will leap to nearby targets for heavy damage. Sounds pretty sweet. All this lightning, you can just go full lightning build on the Storm Javelin, which sounds pretty awesome. And then it's got two support seals. It's got Wind Wall, which we saw Mike use a bunch of times. Generates a defensive wall of wind that deflects incoming enemy projectiles. And then the Nexus creates a field which provides gear cooldown and reduction to teammates who enter its radius. So it sounds like when we were speculating that they were probably going to move that ability and maybe give it to another Javelin, they gave it to the Storm. So... You've got your gear cooldown, so, you know, this is an ability that, you know, could be potentially super overpowered just because anytime you do <laughs> cooldown reduction, it gets pretty crazy pretty fast. And Mike kind of explained the elemental storm already. Um, you get three different AoEs, and you click those, and then meteors or something appear, and they just smash down, and they destroy everything. So pretty cool stuff with the, with the, with the, 
storm javelin lots more that we would like to see hopefully we'll get to see all this stuff in the future but pretty exciting to read about nonetheless Devin, you're going to jump on the interceptor and let us know what the super stealth ninja does <laughs> super stealth ninja. All right. javelin exosuit melee ability you're going to do it with like in the as if you were on someone from duck dynasty I've never seen Duck, Di- <laughs> Duck Dynasty, so I don't know how they talk on Duck Dynasty. Uh, you'll be right. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> every javelin has an ability, which can be used to deal damage to targets at very close range. This ability does not need to be earned, nor can it be cheated. you got to earn it, Devin. you got to earn it. You no, can't just be no, giving no. stuff. No, no participation trophies on this planet. It's, my melee ability is participation only. Uh, so it starts out here. You got double bladed daggers. The interceptor uses a pair of double bladed daggers to deliver a multi hit flurry of slashes, dealing damage in a chain of powerful attacks that can be continued indefinitely. Like, you just keep doing it. Just <laughs> keep doing it. Uh, so the interceptor, ja- <laughs> the interceptor javelin exosuit technique gear. Right. So the Interceptor Javelin uses a variety of gear to perform devastating techniques on the battlefield. Gear is picked up as loot during missions and can be equipped and swapped out between missions. So it says Lancers can equip three gear in their loadout. I don't know why. Instead of Interceptors. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird English. So um, one from each of the sections here. All right. So you can equip one from each section. There's not, uh, you know, so there's three or four for each one. So the Javelin Assault Systems, you have your Seeker Glaive, throws out a razor-sharp projectile that seeks out the nearest target. Acid Bomb, like I said before, Ranger's not the only one that has a grenade. Uh, tosses a grenade, which explodes. A bomb is not a grenade. But then they say tosses grenade. Tosses a grenade. Listen with your ears and read your eyes. I can't. I've got chain mail. And it's it shutting your mouth. Uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that? I don't even know. It's yeah. late. What time yeah. is it? We're almost done, Devin. Just push through here. Leave your Mario impersonations behind. <laughs> shut the mouth, okay? Just say shut the mouth. I don't know what that is. I don't think it's that. That is so bad. Oh. It's okay. It's okay, what was I reading? Before acid grenade. Yeah. Shut up, Owen. Oh, yeah. Acid bomb. Tosses a grenade. I must finish this damn thing. Yeah. So all of my enemies. All right, <laughs> Cryoglave launches out a projectile, locks onto a nearby target, and freezes it on impact. Cluster Mine throws out a group of mines onto a targeted area, which explode on contact with an enemy. Uh, Spark Dash dashes forward, leaving a trail of electricity, damages enemies. That's uh, right. So those are the ones you can choose for the first, the assault system. Then you have the Javelin Strike System. That sounds so like... It's like a jet. This is the javelin strike system. <laughs> so you get, you get the star. You shut to the mouth, all right? Just shut the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the oh, star strike charges an enemy with energy, which explodes after a delay. The explosion deals increased damage if the target is destroyed before the full delay. Plasma guard tosses a plasma-empowered shuriken. 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 Uh, <laughs> shuriken. It's Genji. Uh, tar- target effective at long range. All right, you got Nova Strike. Sends out a projection of the interceptor, which will attack in contact with. What? Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, Tempest Strike, a devastating single target attack that can stun smaller enemies. Corrosive Spray. Sprays out a jet of cor- corrosive acid 
that damages all enemies hit. Right? You can select for the javelin strike systems. Now we have the javelin support systems. So you have target beacon. Mark the target. Oh, for I thought that's a beacon. <laughs> target beacon. <laughs> uh, marks the target for increased damage, which will switch to another enemy if the marked target is destroyed. So that's cool. Uh, rally cry. Remove status effect from all nearby allies. And the interceptor javelin ultimate ability. Assassin's blades. So they call them lancers. Again, it calls it the lancers. It says lancers deploy a special ultimate ability that displays the true strength of their javelin exosuit. The interceptor becomes supercharged, aiming its assassin's blades and carving through enemies high speed. And it does look really cool. Yes, it does. There's a lot of options there for the interceptor, a lot of things to choose from. I like to be up close and personal, so, I mean, definitely the interceptor is something I'm interested in playing and checking out and seeing uh, what I can do with it. Yeah, and the nice thing is there's a lot of options. It seems like with all these gear slots for all these different javelins that we have, there's an opportunity to really be like, you know, this is the build that I really like. Hopefully there's a large variety of, you know, what the best build actually is. Because usually once you get into the end game stuff, it's kind of like, this is what you need to take. But it sounds like there's, hopefully there's going to be a lot of different options for that to be different. Um, so not everyone at the, at the higher tiers are running the same thing. At least, at least we'll actually all be able to look differently. You know, whether you like the P51 Mustangs or you like the 1952 Mustang, I don't know. They probably didn't make Mustangs in 52, but guys, this has been a really long episode. We've had a lot to cover. I still don't think we even scratched the surface of what we saw during the live, um, during the live stream today. There's still tons of enemies that we didn't talk about. We'll love to talk more about the hounds that that we saw. I mean, those look like some of the the hounds that were the the creature models that we saw back from 2017. Now those guys are working for the Dominion. Are the Dominion breeding these things? Are they just creating these things? Why are they working for them? Where are all these other creatures coming from? You know, still lots of things that that we don't have answers to that we would like to know. You know, I'm kind of glad that they just stuck with free play today. You know, yeah. I would I would be okay if they didn't ever touch any other story missions until the game yep. launches because I don't think they need to. I think the one thing that we really need to see because we already know Bioware does story. Like JD will tell you every day that Bioware does story great. So we don't really need to see, you know, all right, show us what this story is about. It's like, no, just let us experience that day one when it happens. But, you know, showing us these systems, showing us, you know, what free play is all about and the things that can happen in free play. I think that's all we really need from here on out. Keep showing us, you know, you know what it looks like to do maybe a stronghold. Strongholds, it doesn't look like they have too much to do with the story. Most of them, hopefully um they don't but you know show us that stuff show us what a good crew looks like when you got four players playing you know they're geared appropriately to what they want they're geared you know the level is appropriate to the level that they're at you know keep showing us that stuff and i think you know if if today was any indicator of what the game's going to look like um the game is gorgeous the environment is just amazing like i can't say enough about how excited i am to actually fly around in the world of anthem so until next time, guys, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. Maybe they got they got to show us some shaper storms, or maybe that's too high end stuff. But they just tease us in 2017. But hey, there's a shaper storm on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace. I must finish this damn thing. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex. On Facebook at Freelancer Codex. <laughs> All the shurikens. email at FreelancerCodex at gmail.com. The Hurricane Shurikens. Join the Discord through the link provided at FreelancerCodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at Patreon.com slash FreelancerCodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Indeed. <laughs>